0: Welcome to another episode of Nashville Anthems, dissecting 80s and 90s country music. And thanks, of course, to the Sisters of Holly Springs for playing us in this time. Folks, thanks for parking here for a bit. I hope you'll find what you're looking for. Because on this podcast, our project is to hang around 80s and 90s country music until we get to the essence of what exactly it is that makes this era and genre particularly work. Through close examination of the songs played on satellite radios, 80s and 90s country station, one at a time. Today, we're dusting off David Lee Murphy and slamming back his 1995 hit Party Crowd. So, if you haven't already, I hope you'll pause me now and give Party Crowd a close listen or two. And now, let's get into it. To start off, we always want to give credit where credit is due, courtesy of your friend and mine, Wikipedia, with our typical assist from Billboard. David Lee Murphy co-wrote Party Crowd and released it as a single in 1995 from his 1994 debut album, Out With A Bang. If you're like me, you remember David Lee Murphy best for the single Dust on the Bottle, which was actually the fourth single from that same album. Party Crowd was the third. And while Dust on the Bottle topped the U.S. country charts, Party Crowd peaked at number six. Want to hear what topped it? Of course you do. Number five was Leroy Parnell with A Little Bit of You. Number four was A Sign of Things to Come. It was Shania Twain's first number one. On its way back down the charts at that point, it was Any Man of Mine. At number three, Lori Morgan with I Don't Know My Own Strength. Number two, Reba's And Still. And at number one, Alan Jackson joined Lori Morgan's ignorance with I Don't Even Know Your Name. All right, well, rounding out the credits for Party Crowd, David Lee Murphy's co-writer was Jimbo Henson, and the song's producer was one we've encountered before, On Vince Gill's A Little More Love, and on Steve Warner's Linda, that'd be MCA's Tony Brown. So that's a little context. Now let's dive into the song itself and find out what, at least I'm hearing, that makes the song what it is. Let's tackle it as we often do by looking at the music, then looking at the lyrics. So musically, Party Crowd is fairly straightforward honky tonk with a couple of twists. The first twist is the organ in lieu of fiddle, which is a nice touch, especially in the instrumental break, which is the highlight of the song in this podcaster's humble opinion. There's something mellow under the surface of this party song, as we'll keep seeing, as we keep looking, and the organ substitution for fiddle is just one of several hints of that. Not the strongest, granted, it's not that organ has to be mellow or that fiddle can't be, but there's something there, an undercurrent, that's begging to be explored further. Let's look at Party Crowd's melody, a melody that is, in fact, entirely pentatonic. Now, we introduced and dove into the concept of pentatonic melody in the step-by-step episode, if you want to go back and give that one another listen. The short version is that pentatonic scales are major scales that are missing the dissonant degrees, the fourth and the seventh. So you end up with the brightest and most naturally flowing degrees of the chord only. That's one, two, three, five, and six. Party crowd is in the key of G, so that's G, A, B, D, and E. Pentatonic melodies are ubiquitous in all popular Western music, 80s and 90s country music being no exception, and they bring a certain flavor to a song, that bright, catchy bounciness I mentioned, but more importantly in this context, they kind of block out bluesy tonality, which essentially is the opposite of pentatonic tonality. Those dissonant blue notes we talk about a lot on this podcast are entirely absent and out of place, in fact, in a melody like this one such that the melodic vibe of the song is just happier, without being dark or without being lush and sentimental. am for a party In fact, that non-blues vibe is explicit in the song. It's pretty funny. The chorus says, Where the smoke's so thick, what? Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. Pretty interesting, right? Compare that sentiment to Neon Moon, a song that was, in every respect, immersed in the hazy, smoky atmosphere of its watering hole. And the blues not only had no problem hanging around in that song, if anything, they thrived in that smoky atmosphere. And it makes you wonder, is this bright, uber-pentatonic melody concealing something a little darker below the surface? Is it implying what Neon Moon said out loud? And in fact there's something interesting going on here with the musical interaction between exactly that pentatonic melody and the specific four-chord harmony of Party Crowd. Now, let's back up a little bit and explain what I'm talking about. We've talked a lot about three-chord music on this podcast as a defining feature of country music is harmonic simplicity. Although there have been some notable exceptions to that rule like Patty Loveless's How Can I Help You Say Goodbye, Tanya Tucker's Soon, and Garth Brooks's Unanswered Prayers. But for the most part, these songs are three-chord or maybe four-chord songs. The three chords always 1, 4, and 5, or G, C, and D in this key. And if there's one more chord, it's usually the sixth chord, which is E minor in this key. We've seen both of those setups too many times to count. But here there is a twist, a slight one admittedly, but when your harmonies are this simple, slight twists to that harmony are pretty important. So one of the nice things about such predictable simplicity like these songs tend to have is that it's fairly easy to impart some drama by just a slight deviation from the norm. And we have that here, because Party Crowd is a four-chord country song, but rather than being one, four, five, and six, it's one, four, five, and two two. So the harmony and Party Crowd is basically the chords G, that's one, A minor, that's two, C, that's four, and D, that's five, in that order, for two bars each. With the jukebox, jumping like I just don't care over here fighting over here. It's very similar, by the way, to George Strait's Write This Down. So you'd be forgiven if, like me, when Party Crowd is in your head, it constantly shifts to write this down when left to its own devices. Now, there is more variety than that. I don't want to oversimplify. The latter half of the 8-bar pattern sometimes goes back down to the A minor after the C, for example, and sometimes switches every bar instead of every 2. But the first part of the pattern, 2 bars of G followed by 2 bars of A minor, is quite consistent throughout the song. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. So that A minor curveball just keeps coming at you, and its placement is a twist, too, because it's not like two chords are uncommon in country music. There's a common chord pattern out there of 2-5-1, for example, that shows up in this song, some, and shows up plenty elsewhere in country music. 2-5-1 is the defining pattern, actually, Of the verses of Garth Brooks' If Tomorrow Never Comes. But here, the two chord is in an atypical position as the second chord of the four chord pattern, tucked in between the by the numbers one and four chord. Similar idea here to Seminole Wind, which if you remember had a relentless four chord pattern of two, four, one, five, placing the two chord a little oddly and adding to that song's feeling of being ever looking for something without finding it. Hold on to that thought. Maybe we really are onto something here. Because the key reason that two chord, that A minor, sounds a little off in Party Crowd is in the way David Lee Murphy's pentatonic melody interacts with it. So the notes of an A minor chord are A, C and E. And even those notes are a little off for this melody. A and E are in the pentatonic scale, but they are like the passing tones of it. G, B, and D are the dominant tones, and A and E are a little bit along for the ride, flowing naturally to and from G, B, and D, but not feeling at home in and of themselves. And the note C is very out of place in a G pentatonic scale, carrying with it exactly the dissonance that the pentatonic scale avoids. So there's kind of no note that makes sense as a melody note in the A minor chord in this context. So what note then does David Lee Murphy sing? Hear it? Basically B's, A's, and G's. The same thing he sings throughout the rest of the song. It's like the chord changed, but the melody stayed where it was, obstinately fighting against it, even. And the dissonance that pops out of that tension is pretty palpable in the song. It's this note in the melody, that's B, against these two notes, A and C, in the harmony. B is the second degree of an A minor scale, the very dark, the thunder roll scale degree. Something completely out of place in an on-the-surface bright party song like this. So let's talk about that. Because lyrically, like musically, Party Crowd is in fact a fairly straightforward party song with, you guessed it, a twist. The first hint of a twist is in the first verse. The narrator and his significant other are breaking up. In particular, she is breaking up with him. And then Murphy sings, So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery, looking for some company. He's in the bar. He's sitting and soaking up the neon, but misery is doing what? looking for company. So he's sitting alone. He's there, but he has no company. He's in fact in exactly the same situation as the narrator of Neon Moon is in, only he's expecting a change, or at least telling himself that he's expecting a change. And don't miss that the overall motivation for his being in this bar at all is misery. Misery. He's on the wrong end of a breakup, so he goes to the bar not to wallow in misery, per se, a the Moon, but as kind of a facade to make the woman who left him think it didn't really bother him. It's actually pretty complex. He's one step deeper than miserable. He's so miserable. He wants to pretend to be celebrating as sort of an act of revenge. And for me, that want to is key. He's not pretending to be happy. He's looking for an opportunity to pretend to be happy. And so we keep going from there to the chorus. And the chorus is in that 80s and 90s country tradition we identified early on in Nashville anthems of creating an ode to a subject by rapidly listing off specific elements of it. So, rodeo was the prototypical example of that, but we saw it in Seminole Wind, we saw it in God Bless Texas, we saw it in The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and we're seeing it here. Let's list off the elements that comprise what this narrator is looking for. There's the party crowd itself, and the crowd is important. Here's a guy who wants to do his misery rug-sweeping among peers. There's a lot of that celebration of lower socioeconomic class that we've been talking about in that particular sentiment, too. It's not a party per se, it's a party crowd. I.e., it's the people doing the partying that matter, not the party itself. And what are those people doing? Or... What does he hope he'll find them doing? Slamming them back. back. Nice writing there, by the way. Slamming sings better than throwing them back or tipping them back. And it has more of a reckless connotation, a sense of getting real drunk real quick, which is, again, not necessarily much of a departure from the sentiment in Neon Moon, though couched completely differently. All right, what else? Right, okay, that makes sense. And then we hear a little about the setting, which we alluded to this earlier, but the smoke is thick, and in it, blues can't hang around. Where well, the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. In other words, it's not that the crowd is happy, it's that the crowd is distracted. Pretty good fit for where the singer is coming from, right? With the jukebox, a- jumping like I just don't care. There's that carefree vibe, letting loose, releasing some pent-up frustration, perhaps. I like this line. It's eclectic, it's unpredictable, it's loud, it's energetic, and there's just way too much going on for anyone to notice the tears of this clown, right? And we can go on from there, but you get the idea. We've got an infectious description of anything goes honky-tonk Saturday night here, right? But where does this party crowd exist? The reality is... It's all in his head; he is not hanging out with a party crowd. he's sitting alone, looking for a party crowd, and we get through two verses and countless repeated choruses with this singer still looking for the party crowd, and we've no record that he actually finds it. You know the saddest line for me is at the end of verse two: The night's still young and I'm on the road Just call him Cleopatra, everybody. I'm not buying it. I don't think the knight is yet young. I think he's been there by himself for a while now. And what evidence do we have that he's on any kind of roll? The line sounds more delusional than anything. Pretty pathetic, actually. Let's hope his newly estranged significant other doesn't drop by and find him desperately looking for someone to distract him from his heartache. Although, I still think if he turned around, he may just find a friend in a similar boat. At a table for two, way in the back. So, that's my take on David Lee Murphy's Party Crowd. I never saw that coming, but listening to this song over and over again, that vibe hit me. I saw how the lyrics and music fit together in some subtle ways that, for me, took an otherwise fairly surface-level party song and gave it some unexpected depth that was pure country. And that sort of thing is why I'm doing this podcast. It's fun to find those little gems when you look deeper at 80s and 90s country music. So with that, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Come back in a couple of weeks and we'll do it all over again. So let's find out what song we'll be looking at when that happens. I'm going to pull up Satellite Radio's 80s and 90s country station right now and see what's playing. The song is Mary Chapin Carpenter down at the Twist and Shout. Let's get Cajun folks. I look forward to getting to that one with you in two weeks. In the meantime you know the drill. Write me find me on Instagram or Facebook Thanks for listening and don't forget to tell a friend about us. Bye now I gotta go. I'm still looking for something